Hello, and welcome to Your Life Rocks, the podcast that equips working Christian moms to create balance, clear chaos, and reach goals in all areas of your life. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host and fellow working mom. I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. This is episode 99, and we are talking about your health. Now, when you think about Your Life Rocks, we're really talking about those eight areas of life, the eight rocks that make up your life, those rocks that you're trying to balance, and sometimes you drop them and it can be painful, and that's especially true with your health. Now, we have a very special guest today to walk us through the effects of stress on our body, what happens internally in our body when stress happens in our life, and what we can do about it. Because if you have ever listened to this podcast before, if you haven't and it's your first time, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. But if you've listened before, then you've heard me talk about this whole concept of life balance and if it's even possible and how I just refuse to live in a world where something like life balance is not possible because I know what it's like to live an unbalanced life and it is not fun. And some of the things that our guest Rebecca and I get into are things that she totally believes we don't have to live with either. We're talking about things like PMS or intolerance to certain foods or digestive issues. And yes, we're even talking about energy, sleep, and weight loss. All of it relates back to stress. So I'm really, really excited for you to learn from Rebecca. But before we get into my discussion with her, I want to thank our sponsor for the show, which are our members of Life Balance Membership. Life Balance by Your Life Rocks is our membership community where you not only learn the systems of creating more balance in your life, but you get all of the tools and resources to help with those eight areas of life that we talked about earlier. We're talking about your faith, your marriage, parenting, your career, your health, your finances, your home, and lastly, friends and fun. And you can learn more about Life Balance Membership by going to lifebalancemembership.com and there you can start a free seven-day trial to try it out and see if it's something that might work for you. Now, our guest today is Rebecca Fredrowitz, and she is a board-certified holistic nutrition. She's also the founder of You Are Well and a mom to an energetic toddler. Now, what I love is Rebecca is super passionate about helping women find hope and direction as they navigate the overwhelming world of health for themselves and their family. I think we can all agree right now the health industry is super overwhelming. We're always getting messages of this is what you do to eat healthy, and then the next day we're getting the exact opposite information on what healthy means. And this is why I love what she does. Through her virtual wellness company, You Are Well, Rebecca teaches principles that can be applied to the way we eat, the way we think, and the way we live to positively impact both short-term and long-term health goals. Now, as we get into this interview, I wanna just say, if you love getting the facts behind things, if you love learning, this is going to be like your dream episode because Rebecca is so smart and she breaks things down in a way that we can understand it. I had just light bulb moment after light bulb moment as we were unpacking this topic of stress and what it does for our body. And it really was enlightening for me. And so I know it will be for you as well. And the best thing yet, (laughs) as with all of our guests, she has some really great practical tips, things that you can really apply to your food and your habits to help you choose the right things to combat those effects of stress on our body because health is possible. So without further ado, let's get into our interview with Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome to Your Life Rocks. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. 
Oh, I am so excited. This is such a great topic to be talking about because I think it really applies to everyone. But before we get into all of the greatness and all of the wisdom that you have to share with us today, uh, tell our audience a little bit more about who you are. Okay. Who am I? Golly, I am, well, I'm a mom. I have a almost three-year-old, which is kind of a fun, crazy time. I'm a wife to a wonderful man who um, is also in construction. So we move around like crazy people. I love to cook and love, love, love to be outside. So I'm thrilled to be in sunny Arizona now and just looking forward to seeing what God has in store for our family in this new place. That's exciting. And so today we were talking about like stress and food and all of that kind of stuff. And I can't think of anything more stressful than moving. (laughs) And so with you guys moving around so much and your recent move, that's pretty exciting. So you are now in Arizona. Where were you before? We most recently moved from Connecticut. That is quite the move. (laughs) That's very far away. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So with moving around and and having all of the things that go along with that, managing a marriage, um, a business that you have, and a three-year-old, which is so busy, having a three-year-old, how do you balance all of that? What does balance really look like for you? Ah, such a great question. And one that I think I'm still working to kind of find for myself a little. In fact, I actually read a devotion this morning about how rest and like really making sure that that's, that's a key part of who you are is the key to achieving balance. And so for me, it's not just being aware of my responsibilities and prioritizing and having lists and checking things off, but understanding that within the busy and within the, the, the meals and the Uh, you know, learning the ABCs and spending time with my husband that A, I'm taking time to rest, like actual physical time, but also finding ways to rest and find enjoyment in the midst of the crazy and the busy because life is (laughs) crazy and busy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's so much that we, um, you know, sometimes we look at like rest as like a physical like sleeping, napping, sitting down. And as busy moms, like that's a hard thing for us to fit in there. But I think also as Christians, looking at it as like a spiritual rest of things that we maybe worry about or hold on to or create extra anxiety or energy in our, in ourselves around that really we just need to give to God and and rest in him knowing that he's got the outcome is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely an area where I have to consciously work at like every day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that just brings us so beautifully into what you're here to talk to us about really just stress and how that affects your health and really how from a food perspective, we can help combat that because sometimes that extra anxiety of just trying to do all the things, think about all of the things for me, it creates some anxiety because I can be a bit of a control freak um, or I over, over analyze things. I'm an overthinker for sure. And that can create a lot of stress for me. So I'm super excited to learn from you today as we dive into this topic of stress and its effects on our health and our body and how all of that relates to food. So talk to us first, how did you get involved in this kind of an area? Well, stress and food, I guess, all started from multiple kind of subclinical health issues that I was suffering from many years ago. In fact, in college, in my early 20s, I just... Things didn't feel right, and yet the more I sought help, the more people told me, this is just normal, and it's just something you're going to have to live with, and there's nothing we can do about it. And none of it was anything major, but it was you know, an inability to lose weight or adult acne, just 
chronic headaches, you know, never knowing when they might creep up and just always feeling maybe a little tired or a little cranky or a little moody and all of this. And um, when I finally just couldn't get any answers, I started digging and searching on my own. And one thing led to another and I eventually went back to school for nutrition. And after school and, and through the stress of all of that, um, I started discovering more in the topic of adrenal fatigue, which in layman's term is basically when stress has been around too long, what happens to the body, essentially. And um, very clearly had suffered from it and was able to just see a shift in everything from my energy to my hormones to the foods that I could tolerate and not tolerate. Everything just was so linked to not just the presence of stress, but how I was handling stress. Hmm. And I think that that's important. In a few episodes ago, we had uh, an expert on talking about different ways that we can manage the stress that comes in our life. Cause stress is just going to be one of those things that happens, right? Like it, living a life without stress, like that's right. just not going to, that's just not going to be the thing. Right. And sometimes we even think about like the negative aspects of stress, but really from a physical standpoint, even getting excited can create stress for your body. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I mean, we do have plenty of negative stress, but it is anything that essentially activates the hormones in the body that are related to something that adds, a, when I say a stressor, that, that sounds redundant, but anything that changes the body, like labor, for example, can be a stress or running to see somebody you haven't seen in years as you're getting there, just this excitement and this urgency and physically speaking to be able to handle something. I love that. So talk to us a little bit about that body's response to stress. So when that stress happens, good or bad, what happens inside our body? Great question. So to put it, you know, very kind of quick and simple, we have what are known as adrenal glands. We might, we, some people are familiar with them. Some people have never heard of them, but they sit basically back on the top of the kidneys. And when we're stressed out, those glands they, they send out these hormones in our body. So one that we're pretty much all familiar with is cortisol, but that's one of several that are released. And when these hormones are released, everything in the body changes. So if you picture a web, like if you were to take yarn and you uh, strung yarn in like a web form around a circle, and once it's all wound up and tight, if you were to take one sim single strand of that web and pull it, every last strand would be affected. Some would tighten, some would loosen, but there's no way to pull any one piece of that web without affecting the rest. And that's kind of what happens when stress hits the body. So whether or not it's an actual physical emergency, like maybe almost getting in a car accident or needing to run away from a wild animal that's chasing you, or something maybe a little more emotional, like if you have children, a child almost choking on their food, or possibly getting in an argument with your spouse or a, a coworker, right? Any type of, of stress causes some level of release of these hormones in, in the system. And when that happens, the body is trained that when they're present, other things happen. So when we're under any stress, no matter how much, there's some degree of that these hormones are released. And when cortisol is released, everything in the system changes in response to that. So for example, blood sugar is released, things that we have stored for later energy, it gets released so that we have energy if necessary, like if you're running away from a wild animal. Um, our digestion and all other what are known as non-essential functions begin to stop because we don't need to digest our foods to live. We have to have, our heart has to stay beating, our, our lungs have to stay breathing. Those things will continue, but digestion doesn't have to function at its optimal level. And then um, brain, I mean, a lot of times people who are under 
under stress will find that they don't necessarily remember the little details as clearly. And it's, it ultimately comes down to the brain and those small memories aren't essential functions when you're under a state of emergency. So, you know, these, these responses happen in the presence of, of the hormones and subsequently can lead to bigger problems. So, uh, for example, blood sugar, if it's not actually used, if you don't actually have to run away from a wild animal, then what happens to that excess blood sugar? It gets stored as body fat. Or if our digestion stops, then we don't assimilate nutrients or, or we develop problems because of that. That's so interesting because, you know, it is, I feel like it's pretty well common knowledge and maybe not so much for everybody, but I feel like I, I've heard of so much about cortisol and, you know, you think about like your visceral fat and your, your belly fat and things like that, connecting that to stress and cortisol and all of that. But the decreased digestion, like that's the first time that I've ever heard about that really being something that's related to stress and, and those hormones that are released. Yes. So, and it's not one of those topics that we obviously see, so we don't talk about as much. So it's usually takes a little bit longer to see the effects of this happening. Uh, But over time, I mean, you think about it, if you were to, let's say you ate a meal and you are walking outside and you trip on a rock and you almost fall. And just immediately you feel that rush of blood through your body and like your extremities might tingle a little, or you may have that butterfly feeling in your stomach because you weren't expecting that near fall. So when that happens and the cortisol is released, that food that you just ate may not get digested right. And so our digestion has various processes that allow for, first off, for the food to be broken down, and then for the food, once it's broken down into its individual nutrients. So let's say, for example, vitamin C or vitamin B or a piece of protein, um, which is you know down into amino acids. Once those are down into those tiniest of particles, they're absorbed through the intestinal lining in order to go out to the body and be used for the purpose that they were created for, for rebuilding muscles or giving you uh, the nutrients you need to boost your immune system or detoxify the liver, for example. So if our food isn't broken down, then it can't be absorbed. And so it leads to malnutrition um, over time. Obviously one time potentially, you know, that, that near miss fall isn't going to affect you for a long term. But if this is happening maybe every day, if you're always running late to work or if your kids are always running late to school and it's that's that little bit of cortisol all the time, repeatedly not digesting your food can lead to the malabsorption and then malnutrition. Or what's worse is those undigested foods being in a part of the digestion that's not meant to have these larger particles of food can begin to experience damage from them. So if you were to think of a burlap tube for example, if you took a a tube of burlap and you put pinheads, like you think of sewing needle pinheads, those would just slip right through the holes of burlap without anybody thinking of it. So think of those pinheads as the smallest particle form of food. But if a penny size or a dime size, something like that is your full particle of food, those would not absorb to the burlap. But if you took that tube and you shook the tube, after a while, the penny and the dime would begin to create damage. And eventually, if you're familiar with burlap, those holes would become bigger and they would absorb through. And this is when we start to develop um, allergies and, and immune problems to food, where we start to see autoimmune conditions coming up, overall inflammation in the body. And we all know how bad inflammation can be uh, causing anything from something very obvious like arthritis to something maybe a little less obvious like hormonal imbalances or even anxiety, things like that. This is amazing because, you know, we live in this society where we're fed all of this different information, but then we are also living out life 
And, you know, there's just so much more food sensitivities of people having lactose issues or gluten issues or you name it, eggs. I mean, that's like a new one for me is I've never had a problem with eggs. And then recently I've noticed I'm a little bit more sensitive to eggs and Mm -hmm. having an issue with them. And so it's, it's not something I've ever heard of having these food sensitivities linked to stress, yet we live in an environment where stress is becoming more and more like an everyday constant thing. It's interesting just to see the correlation between the two. And I know like food sensitivities is just part of it, but there's also so much other things that can kind of come from this, right? Like I know you talked about before about like under eye circles, extreme fatigue, things like that. Yes. And some of those things can be kind of one of those, a product of. So the the stress causes the food sensitivities, which causes the under eye circles potentially. But then some can actually be directly related. So if a non-essential function during a stressful period is detoxification, for example, our body doesn't detoxify. And after a while, like the junk builds up if you will. And so when we produce hormones, female hormones, estrogen, progesterone, there is amount of it that we use and then an amount of it that the liver begins to actually process out of the body. Well, if the liver is compromised, if detoxification is compromised due to normal function that says, hey, when you're under stress, this isn't important. So just stop all that's not necessary to handle this you know, stressful situation. But over time, that can lead to excess estrogen, excess progesterone. Typically, excess estrogen is what we see. So then we start to notice an out-of-balance um, female hormonal range If in, in PMS. Symptoms of PMS can be so related. Um, stuff that we, again, in our society where stress is so so much a part of our life. I mean, it's, it's almost as normal as eating and sleeping and breathing is these days. And so mm-hmm. things like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm PMSing, I'm moody, I'm bloated, I've got a headache, I'm not sleeping well. It's just like, oh, okay, well, that's your week of the month that you're going to do this. And it's like, no, that actually isn't the way our bodies were designed to be. And we don't have to be that way. And so in some people, stress is actually the root issue there. And because of the stress, various systems are kind of out of balance and not functioning at their optimal level. This is so interesting because it, you know, especially when we talk about like PMS, like PMS is just one of those things. And even like with fatigue, it's just one of those things that, like you said, we just say, well, this is normal. This is what I'm doing this week. And I can expect to do this every single month. And I think so many of us don't realize that it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, when we talk about life balance here on Your Life Rocks, we we really talk about it as not settling. Like as a working mom, you don't have to be stretched so thin that you can't have time with God and can't take care of yourself. And you always have to be exhausted and overwhelmed and stressed out. And so it's really that same message of not just compromising and just suffering through life, because really that's what it is when we have all of these symptoms, right? Of the digestive disorders and... Um, the anxiety and the PMS, like it's really just suffering through those things. But what you're saying, it doesn't really have to be that way. And, you know, from when we think about health, I mean, even just for myself, thinking about my own health, for me, it's always like weight related, it's um, sleep related and uh, energy related, like throughout the day. Like I don't always think necessarily about, oh, am I vitamin D deficient or do I need this nutrient or that nutrient? And I probably should but I don't, it just doesn't come, you know, as a priority for me. But how does this kind of relate to some of those other issues like weight gain, inability to lose weight? Because I think so many women, you know, they try, they do their best to try, but then they don't necessarily see the results that they want. That's an excellent point. Um, You're right. They don't see the results they want and they don't necessarily think of it as a product of, of, of stress. 
Um, and one way, shape, or form, we, I kind of tend to see one of two things as being an underlying issue. Either stress was off that threw off the digestion, and then even what is known as a healthy diet may not be right for you. Like you mentioned the eggs, right? Eggs are a wonderful healthy food. There's actually a number of people who don't tolerate it well. So while it may be generally healthy, it may not be healthy and right for you. So stress led to an improper diet. Rather than saying healthy or unhealthy, it's improper or proper for you. So it led to an improper diet that may lead to weight gain or headaches or sleep issues or energy. Or it could actually be that, you know, sometimes we start with the improper diet, whether or not healthy or unhealthy, or just because we have a food sensitivity we're not aware of, which can subsequently put physical stress on the body. So I see those, these two things, food and stress connecting so much so often. And so whether or not like you're mentioning your, your energy and your sleep and your weight, which did it start with? You know, is that one of those, what came first, the chicken or the egg type questions? But I would say that one way or another, we do want to look at stress. And I love what your message is and everything you're talking about. And so I think you're doing a great job with your stress. So then it's a question of, okay, where has my diet either maybe in the past when I've been stressed needed a change and like it's affected my digestion and now my digestion is different or where can I adjust my food again? Not thinking just healthy or unhealthy, but thinking like right for me. Mm, yes. I love that. Right for me. And Rebecca, one thing I love about you and what you're going to share with us next, <laughs> now that we, like, I feel like everything's been like doom and gloom, <laughs> like stress <laughs> happens, your body's going to react and all these bad things are going to happen. But to your point, like it doesn't have to be that way. Like we don't have to experience PMS. We don't have to experience all of these negative effects of stress on our body if we feed it right, because food can really combat that. So I know that you've got some really great hope on the other side of this, things that we can really do to, to not have to suffer, to really be able to live life to its fullest, regardless of the stress that's going to happen to our life. But before we get to those action items and what we can do about this problem, first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Let's face it, you are doing so much. Not only are you raising these little humans, but you're also a wife providing for your family, plus Tris trying to keep up with everyday life, taking care of your body, managing the finances, and making sure laundry is done and dinner is on the table. It can be exhausting and at times feel like you are just barely treading water. And it is for working Christian moms just like yourself that Life Balance membership was created. We believe that there are three pillars to creating more balance in your life. Number one is more Jesus. Number two is a great community. And number three are systems that help you create more balance each and every every single day in your life. Now, all three of those things can be found inside Life Balance Membership. The main backbone of the membership is our Life Balance course, and we have all kinds of tools, resources, checklists, and other courses inside the membership to help you create more balance in your life. And we do all of this centered around God with the support of community, other women just like you who get exactly where you are. If you are ready to define what balance means for you and get after it, join Life Balance Membership. You can start your free free seven-day trial by going to lifebalancemembership.com. All right, let's get back into the episode. All right, you guys, we are back with Rebecca, and we've been talking all about stress, what it does to your body, all of the side effects from food sensitivities to weight gain to low energy, all kinds of crazy stuff. And we know stress is not avoidable, but Rebecca tells us that it's not something we have to live with. I mean, we're talking even PMS, right? So Rebecca, I know you've got some great solutions and how that can relate to our food to combat some of this. 
Yes. Yes. You're so right. There's ways we can use food to nourish both our body and our needs and handle the, the stress that's going on, but also even emotionally kind of helping out because I think that food should be for both enjoyment and health. So we can start by talking about those high stress times, like truly stressful where you, you physically feel the stress and the effect on your body. So for example, this would be almost getting in a car accident or even getting in one or a, like a screaming match with someone where you just feel like your heart is racing. At these moments, it's best to not eat immediately. Give your heart rate time to calm down and that, that rush that you felt, the rush of adrenaline that you feel, give that a moment to just kind of settle down and calm down before you go eating. Now, this is a great thing. So for those out there, myself included, that are emotional eaters, and now, now mind you, like when my heart is still racing and I feel like the adrenaline running through, I don't think I've ever really eaten then, but typically like once things start to calm down that's when like you want to go for food for comfort or, you know, just some kind of an emotional response to food. And, and those are so related. So how long should you wait? I mean, obviously it's not a healthy response to stress anyway, turning to food uh, to comfort you, but is there like a certain time frame that you should wait or how can you kind of break that cycle? Sure. Well, I think number one, you're turning to food emotionally is not as unusual or, or wrong as maybe we think it is because our cravings, if you will, for food are often driven by an actual need. So like if you're stressed and then after a stressful re response, you're like, I just really want some chocolate. It may be in fact your body's response to saying, I need some magnesium to help relax. And chocolate is very high in magnesium. Oh. So Number one, giving yourself time. I mean, it just depends on how well you recuperate, right? Somebody who's under real true adrenal fatigue may find that a very stressful event leads to 24 or 48 hours of just feeling uptight, if you will, like where they feel tight in the neck, their muscles feel tight. They just feel like jittery or irritable. So for them, eating easy to digest foods for that whole time may be essential. For someone who's not usually under that kind of stress, they might find that within an hour, they're like, I'm better. I'm good. I'm recovered. I just, I feel normal again. So it's more about kind of knowing your body and that takes some time to learn just kind of going okay every time i seem to get in a fight with somebody it just takes me you know an hour or two before i fully calm down um or even over exercising can cause a lot of stress so somebody who's trying to lose weight and exercising and exercising and exercising they may come home immediately and start to eat because that's kind of what we're taught to do. You mm -hmm. exercise and then you eat to replenish, but their body may be under, still under some stress. And so even giving it 30 minutes of, you know, a hot shower or something to kind of help calm the physical response going on before they eat could be helpful. So it's first and foremost, it's tuning into your body enough to sense I am calm or I'm not calm and being able to go with that. And, and ultimately, if you're under stress, for extended periods, whether high or low, you can't not eat. You have to eat, right? We have to have that, that fuel, those nutrients. So what we can do is choose wisely in what we're eating. Um, and that can start with things like making sure foods are in a very easy to digest form. So soups and stews, especially full of great nutrients in the bone broths or in the vegetables that are in there, plus they've been cooked. So it makes it easier for the digestion to process and break down. So a lot of times, again, a good example is the weight loss example. We over-exercise, we do all these extreme things, we stress our body out, and then we go and we eat a salad, which is raw and wonderful in, in its beautiful way that salads are, 
but it might be harder to break down. It may be harder to digest, therefore making it harder to get the nutrients we need. So smoothies and soups that are broken down or cooked and allowing us to get the maximum nutrients out of them may be the better option. That's amazing because I know a lot of people probably listening to this show would categorize themselves into that moderate, extended stress. Like the stress is just part of every single day, whether it's a stressful job, a stressful commute, uh, things going on with the family that are stressful, whether it's something in their marriage or with their kids or finances or, you know, there's always those things. And I feel like we live at such a high level of stress. And so this is really important as we start to think about even like what we are making for dinner when we come home, walking through that door after work, after a, a stressful commute and what we're really eating, because we do think it's healthy. It's a great healthy choice to make a salad. But if you're like, you know, walking through the door, quickly making dinner, stressed out, trying to get it onto the table, maybe that's not the best option. Right. And I know there have been many a nights, I, I used to stress eat all the time, not stress eat, but eat when stressed. But now I'll find myself, if it's been a chaotic dinner making process, my husband came home maybe a little late, my son got into something that I was like, oh my gosh, this could have been really bad. And by the time we sit down, I just feel myself being not calm. I'll take a minute, take a couple sips of water, even just, you know, praying when we pray over our food and bless our food, just you know, just trying to take that deep breath and take physical relaxation techniques before I even eat. And occasionally I will say, you know what? I need to wait 10 or 15 minutes before I should start eating because I know my body's not in a place where it will even begin. This won't serve me. It will not nourish me if I begin to eat it now. So, it, you know, it is, I would have never done that before. I never would have even thought about that before I entered this world of, of nutrition and understanding of stress. I would have just eaten and been like, well, I got to get it done because I got to move on to the next thing that needs to happen. You know, this is so valuable because it's the first time I've ever heard about this, but you know, it's just such a repeating pattern of trying to make the healthy choices, trying to lose the weight as we're aging, you know, and, and, kind of working full time, you live a little bit more sedentary life, you throw kids in the mix, it's hard to find time to exercise. And then you're trying to lose this weight and make the healthy choices, yet stress is kind of combating that. And then we're not doing ourselves any favors, even though we're, we're kind of doing what's told. So kind of as a final question, if someone's finding themselves in that pattern, in that cycle, what do you feel like is the best way to interrupt that to start making choices that are the healthiest for them specifically? Great question. You know, there's, there's first and foremost, it's becoming aware of your stress, right? And so here I am as a holistic nutritionist. This is a little out of my repertoire of, of expertise, but it's absolutely critical to find a way, a method, whether it's using Jenny, your planner, or somebody, a therapist that you can talk to, or somebody who is an expert in self-care or massage or something, find a way to identify what is the stressors, hand it over to God, come up with a plan, talk to your spouse, get get a handle. You, you may not be able to get rid of what is stressing you out, but you can handle how handle it differently, how you're responding to it. So that's, that's first and foremost. Um, then beyond that, while you're working on that and, and as you begin to improve, we want to start with, with foundationally an overall nourishing diet. So what this looks like are whole foods, things that are the least processed as possible, staying away from the junk foods that we sometimes crave when we're stressed. So I'm not saying you can't have chocolate by any means, by a, but like have it. 
you may in fact need it. But choose a chocolate that's not loaded with sugar, that doesn't have artificial sweeteners and toxins that you would have to then eliminate. You know, make your own with coconut oil and cocoa powder and a little bit of stevia or buy a good quality organic fair trade chocolate that's nice and low in sugar. Indulge, but indulge smart. Um, So wholesome diet with those proper indulgences. And then replenishing the depleted nutrients. So one of the things that we often don't understand is that salt is actually can be in a higher need and higher demand during periods of stress because one of the stress hormones actually moderates our salt levels. And so we may actually need more of it. It's one thing that affects our stomach acid during stress is the depletion of salt. So seasoning your foods well with a good quality, not a table salt, but a a Himalayan crystal salt or something like that where you're a Celtic sea salt, really seasoning your food well cooking your food and eating foods that are really easy to digest and then supplementing with good quality, you know, professional grade nutrients that don't have, again, the junk that we're trying to avoid, but getting those because we may not be getting them from our diet. And even if we are, our body may not be processing them properly. So that brings up a good question. You know, talking about our body being malnourished and not able to absorb the nutrients from our food, does the same thing apply to uh, supplements that we might be taking? Like if we're taking a magnesium supplement or a vitamin, you know, multivitamin of some kind, if we're under stress, can our body not absorb those or does that process differently in our system? Um, to some degree, yes to both. <laughs> um, so certain, Perfect. There are certain supplements that, the, like for example, magnesium, there are several different types of magnesium. So some are more readily absorbed, whereas some actually serve a purpose to not be absorbed into the bloodstream, but rather utilized in the digestion, for example, as a laxative purpose. So we want to take the right nutrients for the right situation. Multiple different vitamins and minerals actually have different forms that are better used for different purposes. Uh, So that's number one. Number two, certain supplements are designed to be absorbed differently. So whole food supplements are going to be broken down and absorbed differently than possibly a synthetic, for example, or even the combination of nutrients. So certain, again, vitamin B12 and iron have a synergistic relationship, for example. Without one, the other doesn't work right. So if we have a vitamin, multivitamin that actually has a good ratio of complementing nutrients, it will increase the likelihood that they're absorbed properly. Now, when you're under stress and when the digestion is inhibited in one way, shape, or form, there is a good chance that even supplements, while they are a highly concentrated amount of a nutrient and they should be more absorbable, I mean, if if digestion and assimilation is weaken for any reason, it's still going to affect that, but hopefully to a lesser degree than food where it has to break it down. So it shouldn't be used as a band-aid, but rather as a supportive system in helping your body get what it needs, especially during these times when it's so critical to have it. That is so good. This is all like my mind is blown a little bit (laughs) with everything that you've shared. Like it just makes so much sense. And I think it's so helpful because like I said, stress is around us and it's really unavoidable. And I love too that you said, um, you know, really finding ways of managing stress, seek out those things that can really help you. And that's honestly why our number one pillar to finding balance here at Your Life Rocks is having more Jesus in your life and fully giving him every part of your life. Because when you do that, you don't have to carry that stress so much. It takes so much of that weight off of you. So I love that you shared that as well. Well, this is so good. And speaking of Jesus, speaking of God, what Bible verse do you have for us this episode, Rebecca? I have one of my favorites and the premise of my entire company, which is 
3rd John 1, 2. Dear friend, it is my prayer that everything is going well with you and that you are well. That is so good. You know what? I don't think anyone has ever shared that verse or even a verse like it that's opening up a letter, but I just love that so much because it's such the heart of it, right? Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared today because this knowledge I truly believe is going to help people be well in their body. I know for me personally, it has blessed me in tremendous way learning from you today. So thank you so very much. Oh, I'm so glad. It makes me so happy to be here and that it helped you. And I hope that it helps so many people who are listening. That's what I'm here for. Now, if there are people listening to this, Rebecca, and they're like, I need to know more. Rebecca is kind of a genius and I need her to help me. How can they get in contact with you? Yeah. Well, we've got a few ways. Um, the company is youarewellhealth.com. Another way is on Facebook. I have a Facebook group for women. Um, it's called A Different Approach to Health. And either way, whether you go through the website or through the Facebook group or page, um, you can always reach out. I'm highly engaged in both of those places, and I would love to connect and get to know you and see you in your journey to being well. That is amazing. And we will link to everything Rebecca just mentioned in our show notes page at yourliferocks.com. And Rebecca, this was just incredibly helpful. And I just hope that you are well <laughs> in your Thanks. new move and in your new place and with your entire family. Thank you so much for coming on Your Life Rocks today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Jenny. Well, like I said before, tons of light bulb moments. I hope you had tons of light bulb moments as well listening to Rebecca. And I hope she's inspired you to look at your health a little bit differently, to look at what's possible and not to settle with some of the things that we are told we just should settle with and we should just struggle with in life because that is just life. And, you know, the thing I love so much about talking with Rebecca about her beliefs around health is it's very similar to how I believe life balance is possible for all working moms. We don't have to buy into this concept that culture tells us that we have to be overwhelmed and stressed out and overburdened all of the time because that's not the case. That's not the promises that the Lord has given us in his word. That's not what he has called us to live. He doesn't want us to live a life that's completely stressed out where we don't even have time to spend with him. And that's why we created this podcast. That's why we created Life Balance Membership. Because inside Life Balance Membership, we teach the three principles behind creating more balance in your life. Jesus, others, and systems. It's really that simple. And we break it down in a way that you can really apply it to your everyday life. So you can check out more information on that at lifebalancemembership.com. Now our next episode next week on Tuesday is episode 100. Now we've got some really great things lined up for you. I'm super pumped up and excited for this milestone, this celebration episode. I'm just super pumped to share it with you. So I hope that you hit the subscribe button, however you're listening to this podcast, so you don't miss it. And do me a favor and share this podcast with someone. Share it with your friends. Share it on social media. Of course, you can follow us at Your Life Rocks on Facebook or your.life.rocks on Instagram, or just go to yourliferocks.com and get all of the information. We have a ton of free resources there for you as well to help you create some more systems in your life, to help you get some inspiration to clear some of the chaos you have, more room in your life for Jesus and others. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.